This is 680 CJOB. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Main Ingredient, another episode. I'm here at Smith's. Smith? Smith. Smith. Smith Restaurant. Smith Restaurant and Lounge. Smith Restaurant and Lounge with Krista Hall. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. We're on the road again. Here we go again. I like the road. Yeah. We're here with Executive Chef Barry Saunders. I've known you for how long? Did we go to junior high together too? I don't think so. Where did you go to junior high? I went to Nest Junior High. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we were tight. Yeah. We were buddies. <laughs> yeah. Really uh, great there, Barry. <laughs> quite a while Feeling ago. Really Kevin. loved Quite a while him. ago. <laughs> what about, what about uh, elementary school? Crestview. Oh. You want, oh, you want yes. 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 Oh, you know what? My sister in law, Karen Rutherford, is here too. Oh, okay, that's creepy. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> You're on the, one of the bays. Yeah, you're on yes. bay. What was, what was your bay? Doran Bay. That's right, yes. Doran Bay. And then all those guys, Craig Smith, Doug Garvey, Colin Brown. Yes. They, yeah, they rolled all down buddies, the street. right? So, yeah. This is kind of spooky. You guys are staring <laughs> me. All right, since we go way back, we're, we're, we're obviously it's strange how people, they live their lives and they become things, and you are the chef of this awesome restaurant. Let's talk a little bit about the road on how you got here. Um, okay. Um, where to start, I guess, really, right? Yeah, man. Um, we'll take it all. I washed dishes at the terrace dining room at the Assiniboine Downs when I was, the summer, I turned 18. That was my first exposure to the, the commercial kitchen. It was awful. It was miserable. <laughs> there were, it was really long hours, hot, sweaty. Shout out to the Downs. No, 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 no. No, it was just, it was because it was such hard work. Yeah. You know, you're not used to that as an 18-year-old kid, right? Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I loved the environment. I loved the, you know, the, the camaraderie of the team and the, the atmosphere. And it wasn't, you know, it was very physical and very active. And I had a lot of energy. And it was, it was awesome. Um, so then from there. I mean, back in the day when you worked because you wanted to. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't a chore. It seemed, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, went, finished up high school and then um, ended up. One of my cousins opened up a restaurant, or was part of the opening management team of a restaurant called Madison Dell's. Do you remember that one? Where was that one? On the um, corner of Ness and Madison. I remember that. At the end by Polo Park yep. there. Yeah. Hooters ended up going near it. <laughs> Norman Bates it turned into, I think, yeah. a little while after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's kind of where I got my start. They asked me if I wanted to be a prep cook or a busboy. Mm-hmm. I'd already been in a little bit of a kitchen uh, situation. Loved it. Um, so chose the prep cook and away you went away I went yeah within five six months I was working the line uh, doing some line cooking within six months I was awesome so I <laughs> took over pretty much within about a year uh, you know whatever spent a few years there and uh, yeah so at that point you knew you were going to make a career out of it like no, this is what I wanted to do not really um, it was fun I enjoyed it it's a very social atmosphere obviously right there's yeah. lots of people lots of um, lots of parties, lots of things going on. There's always a fun place to go or be, and um, so it just kind of holds you in there. And then as you get a little bit older, you know, you get a little more mature, and you have to start making some more, some bigger life decisions. And you know, by that time, I'm in twenties, and you know, where am I going to go with this now? I love it, so I might as well keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Okay, so what led you here? Originally, when you got here, this restaurant was not. Originally, when you got here, this restaurant was not Smith. Um. I opened, I'm the original executive chef here, yep. um, so 2004, I came on board in March, we opened the hotel in June of 2004, 
I've been here ever since, other than the brief stint I went and opened up the, the Museum for Human Rights, yep. the Aerobistro, yeah. Um, it's just funny, you did that stint, I did an event there after you left right. there, I think. Yeah. Right, Yo, they were telling me. Hoi Ki Yen Chan. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Right? It's funny, I found her on Instagram. We started talking and then I ended up doing an event there. Right? Yeah, very cool, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, 15 years, here I am. Smith's been five years come this September, actually. Um, so we're planning a bit of a birthday party, some celebrations, some features, things like that are going to kind of start to kind of take place and take effect and take shape over the next few months. And, uh, yeah. September will be the time. So it was named Smith five years ago? Or was yes. it named something else? It was The Current. The Current, right. that's yeah. right. Maybe you remember that somewhat, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been gone so He's long. been gone for a while, man. Yeah, yeah. We drove here from my house and... We were going down Wellington, and she's like, oh, I recognize this. Then we turn somewhere else, and it's like, I have no idea where we are. No, I'm lost. <laughs> I didn't like know where so Wellington much. ended. That was it. It was crazy. Um, why did the name of the restaurant change? We felt um, there was an appetite by ownership um, to, you know, make an investment, rebrand it, um, create some, you know, fresh buzz about it, change the concept, um, you know, just refresh it ultimately yeah. yep. uh, the current was great a little stodgier maybe a little more stuffy if you will mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so it's got a real uh, Manitoba feel now I'm Truly, looking right? at the yeah. Um, yeah. the Hudson Prairie Bay blankers, blankets on the yeah. Uh, yeah. deer antler chandeliers I love yeah. the antler yeah, chandeliers those yeah. are beautiful it's pretty neat it's very yeah, nice they did a great job we had some professional designers come in and do a lot of really cool stuff and, uh, so how did well. the how did the menu change Completely, 100%. I mean, there might be a few ingredients the same, but uh, it's entirely new restaurant. So what was the old concept and what's the new concept? The old concept was kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, contemporary, Canadiana almost, but upscale, sort of, I used to call it, what did I used to call it? Um, rustic elegance, in okay. a sense. Um, well, this is a little bit more rustic and a little bit more kind of down to earth. and. A good time for a change, right? Because that was probably the point where, yeah. yeah, it was it was a very good time for a change. Yeah, you know. So is it? I'm, we're just looking at the menu here. Is it mostly small plates? Okay, nope, the menu's huge. You guys have like you guys have a, a brunch menu for the weekend, a lunch menu, a dinner menu, a late night menu, and a dessert menu. And a breakfast menu. That's crazy. Oh my crazy. gosh! How do you keep and that? A room service menu and a seventy-five page banquet menu for sixty pages or however long it is. How do you keep up with that? It's uh, it's a lot. Um, I have good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like kitchen wise, yes. you know, yeah. people are ordering from. Well, I guess certain times are different menus, right? It's of not course. like they cross over very much. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're open 365 days a year, seven days a week. We do not close. We close Christmas? You're open on Christmas? Christmas Day. Of course. Do, well, it's uh, part of a hotel, right? Yeah. 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 We do a phenomenal business on Christmas. Actually, it's we do a buffet, you know, of turkey, all fixings, and uh, all oh, that fantastic! Stuff. And, um, we usually get a couple hundred people out every year. It's 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 pretty impressive. I mean, the appeal is great, right? Mm-hmm. Here, no cleanup, no nothing. Nobody has to spend all day cooking. You know, save mom the, or dad, I guess, whoever you know, wants to be. Yeah. Put it all. Save <laughs> <in. laughs> so mom. Well, that's that's I, well, I cook Christmas dinner. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so. It's pretty great, yeah. But unfortunately, we're open. So. Yeah. In, speaking of your house, in your house, do you are you still the do you cook? Yes. Are you the primary. I believe that's why my wife married. <laughs> <laughs> so you cook all day, then go home and cook. And that's why you keep having more babies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <you're right. laughs> 
You went there, didn't you? <laughs> He's like, I got no reply. Yeah. I got nothing to say. We love him very yeah. much. <laughs> perfect addition to our family. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He will forever be known as Oops, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're still here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the name itself, uh, how do we come up with the name? What does the name mean? Uh, we looked at a whole bunch of different ones. Um, I can't take credit for the name by any means. That would have been Ben Sparrow, the owner of the property, the, or the CEO of our company. Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you, where it came from. It kind of suited. Um, it's simple. It's easy. Um, it is. It's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, it invokes... Uh, uh, we kind of felt you know, the craftsmith of it was, was kind of the, the general idea behind it. You know, craft made products and foods and cocktails and, um, you know, scratch-made products and food and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so I guess ultimately that's where it kind of comes from. Yep. Um, yeah. It seems to go on and on. Like it kind of, a lot of different crevices, a lot of different places. How many seats is there in the restaurant? Exactly. Hard to say. Um, Approximately. 200 plus with wow. the patio or 220, 230 maybe. Yeah, plus the banquet um, room upstairs. There's three banquet rooms upstairs. Yeah. Wow. There's one for about 200, one for about 50, 55, and then another one for about 20. Um, going concern. That is crazy. Non-stop. yeah. Okay, so we'll, we're going to take a little break, and when we return, we're going to talk about how you service all those people when the restaurant's full. <laughs> And we're going to talk. <laughs> we're going to talk about the food. We're going to, you know, obviously it's a restaurant, so we're going to talk about food uh, here on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. We're back. Hi. You're <laughs> 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 like, I didn't even know that was going on. We're back. Hi. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, it's the main ingredient. We're at Smith Restaurant. That was Barry Saunders. He just wants to say stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's a little eager to speak. He said he was shy, but he lied. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the size of the restaurant. You have over 200 seats. You have three banquet rooms. How do you how do you handle that kitchen? What's the size of your kitchen? It's not as big as it could be, or we'd like it to be sometimes. For I sure. guess it's never big enough when, you, when you're servicing that many people, no, right? No, no. Uh, the banquet side of it's very specific. Like we get the menu much ahead of time, so we, you know we can organize that, plan it. Specific teams dedicated to that. Um, same with the restaurant. Uh, you know, each meal period has its designated core group of, of uh, team members that, that focus on that meal period. But you're all in the same uh, kitchen. Yeah, we are in the same kitchen. Yeah. So what if the the banquet food is being ordered and all of a sudden the restaurant like because you can't control when people decide when they're going to order in a restaurant so that makes me super challenging yeah Yeah, there's two the kitchen in the back is more or less divided we have the front service line okay excuse me which services um smith entirely um and then sort of the back kind of main prep area general uh space of the kitchen generally services upstairs um, so we basically transport stuff upstairs and, and push it out Spe- it's in banquets it's specifically timed it's menus are very specific mm-hmm. um, so it's far more precise in what we're delivering whereas the restaurant it's you know you never know it could be like tonight they're selling the quinoa tabbouleh like crazy which normally will sell you know seven eight nine eight. I think they're up to about 20 already so wow. crap. It, uh, it changes things right so mm-hmm. Um, I noticed on your dinner menu, it's like a meat eater's heaven. You have a lot of meat, and yep. I, I I love like I I love meat. Meatitarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm assuming that's on purpose. How do people receive that? Um, there are a lot of vegetarian options as well. Mm -hmm. um, we do get a lot of... I wasn't saying that's a bad thing. Again, no, I love no. meat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's an awesome menu. Of course. Thank you. Um, we do try to cater to everybody for sure. But yeah, at the end of the day, it, it's it's a steakhouse in in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. right? A um, bit of a bit more of a component to it than maybe you know the average steakhouse. But um, yeah, generally we're, our focus is the a la carte proteins and um, the sides that go along with it, and kind of creating that almost a family style kind of feel to it. Large groups are ideal for this restaurant because of the way the menu is kind of situated right. and formatted. Um, you order a bunch of things and we'll put it on big boards for you and a lot of sharing opportunities there. So it's, uh, it creates that um, you know, communal kind of you know, conversation type of thing um, that we feel is phenomenal and people have really embraced for sure. Right. I'm sure the old concept was a lot less of that. Like this new yeah. one probably it's changed more, Yeah. You know, traditional soups and salads, appetizers, entrees, desserts, essentially. This is your food, this is my food, don't touch. Pretty That's much, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, as a, as a culture, we've kind of changed from that. People are more into like having a table that you can actually sit in with strangers and the kind of the bench kind of thing and just share. Yeah. Right? Aero Bistro very much right. has taken on that uh, approach. Yeah. The communal tables and, yeah. Yeah, I like it there. The event that I ran there was awesome. It was super good, super fast, very organized. I really liked it. Um, is yeah, there a lot cool of cross? What's that? It's a cool space. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. Is there a lot of crossover be between menus? Like I'm sure, I come here for lunch. Now I, you know, you probably have regulars that like things on certain menus. Can I get something that's on the lunch menu at dinner time? Sometimes, some things. <laughs> Depends on what mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be up to me, I don't think. But, uh, um, well, you, know, you don't remember him from junior high, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, that <laughs> he's so popular. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty hard to do. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Right? Yeah, just take the side profile, my prison profile. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done time, Kevin? Uh, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Cut that. We're going to cut that. <laughs> um, you guys have a lot of local stuff. I don't know if you really met, you know, obviously the bar side. I, one thing I did notice is that all of the top beers are... Are local. That's our focus, absolutely. Um, the 100 mile rule, essentially, Prairie, Manitoba, it can be very difficult and challenging at certain times of the year. Is it less um, challenging now, present day, than it was 10 years ago? Yes, absolutely. There's far more things available. Um, what things are challenging to get? What things are challenging? Seafood. So oh, probably the hardest yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like three local fish that are common, you know, pickerel, Arctic char. And gosh, there's only two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> <laughs> Which is good. Bit, right? Which is good. Yeah. It's better but. than nothing, I guess. You know. <laughs> but there's so many lake fish out there. You know, the trouts, the perches, and, um, that, that aren't available. I don't know if they're just the supply isn't there for them, or mm -hmm. nobody's fishing them. Northern pike would be another one, but nobody really wants to eat the, the pike as much. They all want pickerel, pickerel, pickerel. Right. Mm -hmm. Live music. You guys have some live entertainment. We do. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, Where's it set up in here? It sets up right around the corner here, against the window um, back here. They kind of push things out a little bit. And, and that's a regular thing. Regular thing. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's pretty cool. Is it a, the same same entertainers? Nope. Every, no, no, you. A random mix. Um, I believe they post it on the websites and all that good stuff. And, yeah. yeah, I saw it on the website. I thought it was pretty cool. I'd actually, like to come and try it out. 
There's not not like I'm going to sing. I mean, yeah. watch. Yeah. Oh, carefully. I'm, I'm there for that. Not <laughs> watch. <laughs> not sing. Otherwise, that would be the last time you have live entertainment. <laughs> right on. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a super fun vibe in there when it's, you know, the lounge is full. It's very vibrant. A lot of energy. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You guys are, you said you're five years old. You have some things coming up. I don't know if you can say what you're doing, but you're thinking of making some changes or having some events. What do you got coming up? You got a birthday coming up. We got a birthday coming up. Uh, yeah, September, right after the long weekend, will be the five-year birthday of Smith. Um, yeah, we got a few promotional things coming up. We're probably going to run some uh, some different features, some events, some some types of... We're finishing the... Putting the finishing touches on them kind of thing as we go forward. Probably the next couple of weeks, you'll start to see some things and hear some things from us. So who's going to hear things first? The public or us? <laughs> <laughs> I could shoot you a note earlier yeah, if you'd yeah, like. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We want to know 100%. Give you a heads up. Right? You know, but things are going up. I'm sure it's a big deal, right? Yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to make it a big deal for sure. Um, we're, we're very proud of what we've accomplished with Smith in the last five years. And, uh, you know, we're going to look forward to the next five years. Um, you know, we're going to try to you know, keep the, the, the concept fresh. We're going to try to add some some different elements to, to our cooking techniques, to our uh, cooking equipment perhaps even uh, as we go forward. Um, Probably a slight menu shift change kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, just to kind of keep it uh, keep it evolving, keep it going forward, and keep people coming in. Okay, we're going to take another little break. We're going to come back with more Barry Saunders at Smith. I feel like, remember Mr. Smith, the bio teacher with the lisp? He always said his name is Mr. Smith. Anyway, we're going to take a little break. I don't know why I went there. <laughs> we're going to come back on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Okay, we are back. With the main ingredient, Barry Saunders, my sister-in-law, Karen Rutherford. Hi. Krista Hall, my co-host. We're in Smith. We've got some food. That is and a good-looking plate is, of food. And Brown. I can't believe I actually waited. Like, usually, my face would be, like, right in that thing. <laughs> but she's here to kind of monitor that. What do we got here? Um, a couple of quick appetizers. We got a... Oh, as I stick my finger in the sauce here. Uh, like, a, just a cauliflower fritter. It's a bit of a curry-spiced kind of thing. A little bit of... Uh, uh, a little cauliflower puree underneath it. Yep. Um, got some arancini. It's a little risotto, mm. little ball, deep yep. fried risotto ball. Oh, and yeah. some pork belly here with a little gochujang uh, aioli. So if you order more than one app, like you guys put them all on one. We, we try to. Which I think is awesome. I think it's fantastic. Be, yeah, in, in, you know, intuitive about that where, you know, if there's a group, which is a lot of what we try to do in, in create that, you know, conversation type of environment yeah. and, and, and keep people sharing food and such, right? Uh, so we try to combine things and make it... Uh, it's okay. almost too pretty to eat. I was going to say, he's, he's holding it off too long. I'm okay, I was thinking that too. I love the board. It yeah, I love great. the board, right? Okay. But I, I like how beat up it looks. A bit weathered. Oh. I feel like you're my mom cutting my food. <laughs> I know, I feel like I'm <laughs> your mom Heavy, there you go. Eat your food. Oh, I'm not going to serve you guys because you're way over what? there. <laughs> How many times do you eat? Do you, do you eat here all the time? Do I eat here all the Seriously, time? Seriously, yes. Um, I don't sit and dine very often, I suppose. But, but you uh, probably because you eat when you're when you're working. Yeah. He has to go home I, and cook for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> happily, happily yes. cook for my <laughs> wife. <happily. laughs> <That's right. laughs> Nothing yes. I want to do more. What is that? Arancini. Oh. It's risotto, deep fried risotto. Yeah. It is super good. Yeah. That cauliflower is amazing. That's the best cauliflower I've ever had. And cool. cauliflower is my favorite oh, vegetable. There you go. Is it? Glad mm-hmm. to hear. 
yeah, I feel pretty, pretty, pretty lucky sometimes that the food that I get to eat and try mm -hmm. and see and, and work with, and it's, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, pretty fortunate, that's for sure. Hey, so at what point did you know that you were going to be doing this for a career? <laughs> were you always okay? I'm going to do this one more year, or I'm going to whatever, and then you just kept going. Like, what? At what point did you realize you're doing it? Uh, yeah, it was it was it was the mid twenties. Um, I would imagine. I would say when I ended up going from um, the Medicine Rock Cafe. Do you remember that one? Yes. Hmm? Why does that? I don't. I can't register. Where was that? That is um, in Saint Francis Xavier. Yes. Oh so, yes, uh, of course. Of yes. Yep. Out there, big yeah. log cabin on the Oxbow mm -hmm. River. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful building. Um, very rustic cabin kind of thing. Um, pretty cool, yeah. Spent a few years out there. It's a lot of fun. And then um, from there, I got a phone call one day from Glenn Manzer. Glenn Manzer? Glenn okay. Manzer. Where is that yes. dude? Because he moved to Calgary. Yeah. He did, yes. he did yeah. Um, oh my gosh. He's a chef too, right? Yep. This is crazy. Crazy. I haven't heard that name for years. Okay, I'm really? going to assume yeah. you guys went oh, yeah. to school with this okay, guy as yes. well. Um, because... And, I, and I'll say, and I did go, I can't remember what restaurant it was he had here, but I remember trying Prairie Oysters for the first Prairie time. Prairie Oyster Cafe it was. That's yeah. right. That's Imagine the that. The uh -huh. You might remember it over where Sydney's was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure what's there now, but um, yeah, Prairie Oyster Cafe, Glenn Manzer. Perhaps uh, maybe the most pivotal person in my career, I would say, would be Glenn Manzer. In what way? Um, when I cooked Madison Dell's Medicine Rock Cafe, everything I'd done before that, it didn't even seem real. Like it was, I just had a job and I was working right, you weren't looking, you weren't looking past that I'm, job. I'm making Rubens and cooking steaks and whatever. Um, not so much, yeah, right? Um, and then Glenn phoned me up, said, I, you know, we're looking for a new guy. He was about to move to Calgary at that time. Um, so they wanted somebody to come in and kind of step into a bit more of a leadership role. So he reached out to me. I came down. Took sorry, sorry. This conversation is blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah, Only yeah. because of what I remember of Glenn Manzer yes. in high school. Like how, how we were in high school. Yep. And now he's all serious. And I need a guy in a leadership role. Yes. <laughs> my mind is like blown. The words might have been a little different. I don't know. It might have been like, dude, I need a guy. You in? <laughs> but it all means the same. Yeah. Let's go. Totally. Right? That's more like it, yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to be professional. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I went to work with Glenn Manzer. Um, dude is phenomenal. Like, really? Probably, if I had to pick one person that I've worked with in my entire career to make me dinner, he'd be a top two Glenn or three Manzer? guy. Glenn Manzer? Yeah. That's he was, phenomenal. He was so good. Like, so good. So creative. So talented. Um, he was he was hard too to work for for a little. I what do you mean hard in what way? Um, expectations very high. Um, standards very high. Yes, Glenn Glenn Manzer. Manzer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different guy. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We had a great time together. It was, it was awesome. But um, yeah, no. Glenn Manzer. Where is he now? That's hilarious. I don't I know. know I yeah. Uh, the last I knew he was in Calgary, I actually went out with him and his I'm tracking him down. Okay. In Calgary, yeah. you know, many moons ago. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't, if he's listening, I shouldn't uh, pump his tires too much. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Love you, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Green skills are okay. Okay, I'm going to take you back to the menu. What's your most popular item on that menu? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. You know, for the most part, in sections, I guess I would look at it from um, the cauliflower fritters are incredibly popular. Pork so belly, good. obviously, as well. We sell a lot of oysters. Uh, we sell a lot of pickerel. We sell a lot of fried chicken. Um, steaks, obviously, are huge for us. Uh, our features, the catch of the day and the beast of the day, are, are always super popular. Um, yeah, you know, there's yeah, not a lot of duds on the, in the bunch there. It's it's uh, it's a good mix. You, know? you guys even make like your burgers are awesome. I had a burger here. Burgers are really good. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Why why I don't get it. It's not overdone. It's pretty. It's pretty simple, but it's really good. Quality products at the end of the day, right? You know, we use, we don't chintz on ingredients. Um, we try to buy the best products we can. We try to use the right techniques. We try to do everything from scratch. We try to do it right. Yeah. Um, we don't try to take shortcuts or cut corners or um, anything like that. So, also it's a bun made from scratch. All the mayos are made from scratch. You make the, 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 the buns the bun? from everything the bread? Everything about it, yeah. The, the, the meat in the burger is, is typically prime loin ground mm-hmm. so like ribeye strip loins flank steaks briskets like it's oh yeah that's it's nice a, yeah and the burger, and that's like, your burger like nice flavorful beef right okay so in closing let's remind people where you guys are located and i know you don't know the hours so maybe do you guys have a website no the hours were 7 a.m till uh oh look at you go midnight badass um might be 11 on sunday i could be wrong <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> please come on down and try. I guess, so. no, that's awesome, man. Thanks for you, having us. You are on Instagram for those that want to follow Instagram. Barry's on Instagram? Well, Smith is Smith. And Smith, Smith, Smith is, is on Instagram. Well. What's, definitely what's Barry's Instagram? Instagram? At Smith, at what's, Smith Winnipeg. What's yes. Barry's? Give Barry's too. He can get all these followers. Yes, People are going to creep his page. Yeah. I, have to f- I have to find it again. I got it. No, it's at B Sondo. Spell it. B Sondo? B S at B. You don't S- follow me yet? I follow you. I stalk you, man. Yeah. A U N D O. Perfect. <laughs> Should we do that again? Yes. B S A U N D O. I thought you were going to. It sounds like a song. B I N G O. B I N G O. Anyway, Barry, thanks, buddy. Hey, my pleasure. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. As you guys probably already know, my love for beer runs deep, but my love for local beer runs even deeper. And so I am sitting with my good friend, Mr. Sean Branson, Mr. Event Extraordinaire, to talk about, of course, the Winnipeg Beer Festival since it's coming up. Sean, what's going on, buddy? Uh, Not much, just uh, planning this event. It's going to be exciting to support local breweries and at uh, Historic Fort Gibraltar. Okay, so maybe we'll give people a little background of what you do. You own a restaurant, yes, and you run, you cater for two event locations in in Manitoba. Right, yeah, we uh, cater to uh, Fort Gibraltar, where uh, Beer Fest is being held. 
Uh, I've been the caterer there since May 2011. And we also uh, cater to uh, Lower Fort Gary, which is just 15 minutes north of the city. Uh, so basically, we have the Hudson's Bay Company Fort and the Northwest Company Fort uh, all under our umbrella of companies, as well as Promenade Cafe and Wine, which is our restaurant in St. Boniface. You're greedy, man. Um, okay, I've always wanted to ask you, yeah. like your day is filled with planning events. Like that's what you do. You run a restaurant and then you're planning event after event. Even if it's, you may seem like to the average person may seem like, Oh, well you're doing it day to day and you, you're, you focus on maybe one person's event at a time or whatever, but then you run your own events on top of those events. So what attracts you to all that organizing all that stuff? Well, first off, I mean, having like three businesses, three food and beverage businesses, I mean, I've got 58 staff or 60 staff that uh, help me, uh, you know, plan these events and execute these events. And I wouldn't be able to do all this without my wife, who basically is the true one that does all the, all the, <laughs> do you guys see each other? Yeah, you know, you yeah, high five each other in the hallways at home? Once in a while, <laughs> when she needs her Starbucks, I'll always <laughs> drop by. Uh, so, I mean, having such a great group of people working with me, it frees me up to uh, be creative and, and create these uh, fun events such as uh, Poutine Cup, uh, MB Food Fest, uh, Beer Fest, uh, all these things. And uh, Fort Gibraltar is such a great venue to, to host these wonderful events. Nobody's touching Fort Gibraltar. Like the location is, is it's ridiculous. Great. It's great. Like we, uh, Connie and I ran an aqua country club for nine years. And uh, when I worked back at Beaujolais restaurant, uh, Valerie, who was my ex-business partner, got married at Fort Gibraltar. The first year was built. And I just looked at this place, attended her wedding and just went, I really want to cater here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we got the contract in 2011 uh, and uh, haven't looked back since. Uh, busy, busy venue. Lots of weddings uh, have been taking place there, you know, usually between 70 and 80 weddings a year. And that's in one room in our great hall. Uh, but it's, it's so unique. And, and being four minutes from Portage and Maine, tons of parking, Red River right there. It's magical. You get to throw axes. I mean, hey, who could ask for anything more? <laughs> get to go downtown and throw axes and drink beer. It's awesome. Absolutely. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about the local beer scene yeah. and what you think of the local beer scene. I think we're on number 16 local brewery that yeah. just opened. I think I think Sukram's is number 16. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, you know, there was a couple of local. I've always supported local on my food and my and my liquor, uh, uh, you know. But and uh, in my wine years when I was making wine lists, it was a little more difficult to do local. But with beer, uh, you know, there was always the there was the first couple of groups out of the out of the gate. Uh, there was Agassi Brewery and uh, uh, Two Rivers and oh, yeah. Fort Gary. Those were the first yeah. three that kind of went out of the out of the the, uh, the gate. And and when they when they came out, they kind of came and went and, and some of them and. Uh, because they really didn't have support. It was really hard to compete with the big guys because they had to, especially when they changed the distribution method, mm -hmm. uh, it was very hard for small guys to be able to distribute through the system that the Liquor Commission created. So, you know, uh, in a couple of years, and I had an idea for this beer event and, and doing something locally. And uh, we just had to wait until enough of these places opened up. The government relaxed their, their rules and created more licenses. And, and what I'm most impressed with is the quality of the beers that are coming out here and the variety of beers, For which sure. are, are phenomenal. And these are, these are world-class beers. But secondly, the community of, of the craft brewers and, and, and how they all work together and they're, 
they need something, you know, uh, you know, as uh, hops, they're out of hops for their thing. They'll go down, the, down, you know, next door or down, down the way and, and get it. They just want to help each other succeed, which is so important because they're going up against the big guys that have million dollar, uh, you know, uh, budgets and, and, uh, it's really hard. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to create an event and only local breweries are allowed to uh, participate in this, um, because we want to support local. Hey, did you know that, did I say this before, that be, that last year beer sales in general in Manitoba went down, really? but local beer sales went up by 13%. Yeah, that's, that's great. And it's great that they're uh, getting, uh, that they're being supported. Like you just look at, if you go into a liquor commission, uh, you know, how many uh, spots on the shelves are, are allocated to our local products. It's awesome, and right? It, like true support expanding. for once, right? Absolutely. And then the thing is, is that not everyone is able to go to all the different breweries and around the city or the province and pick up a six pack here and there. And really they need to, to have the, that shelf space to be able to support them. Yeah. The only problem that I have now is I don't know who I'm going to get at any given time. Like I like the yeah. whole variety pack and I usually take, I'll take two of these and two of those and two of that, but it's hard to make in my mind now because there's a lot of local beer that I actually really love. It's a challenge. Yeah. And like, I don't think I drink macro brewery beer. I drink no. everything I drink is local now. Yeah. Yeah. And even like at Fort Gibraltar, like the, we have, we're pretty much, uh, uh, 90% local beers because we instant, why have Coors Light when you have Fort Gary Light? And, Bingo. You know, uh, so, uh, we're able to, uh, to do that as well as promenade. We're, uh, I think it's 85% local beers, which is hard to do when you're trying to, you know, have an example of a sour, example of a red ale, example of a, uh, you know, a pale and have a good variety. Uh, sometimes the, like the ones that you judge are from Germany or different places in the world. Uh, but now they're making ones that can fit those niches, which is exciting. And yeah, so we're awesome. able to have all those local beers. All right. So we're going to talk about the beer fest, obviously. Yeah. But for those who have never been, like for the for the rookie, the person that's mm. green, that is thinking of attending, what is something that you can tell them that um, that they wouldn't know about Winnipeg Beer Festival? Well, it's uh, it's a great uh, event to have a, a variety of different uh, beer vendors all in one spot, like uh, breweries. And we have uh, actually, I guess it's 18 uh, uh, different uh, Manitoba, made in Manitoba, uh, local uh, breweries and a, and a couple of ciders and, and wine uh, people as well. Um, so you go in there. I mean, it, it's a lot to sample because there's going to be 18. Everyone's going to have two to four different varieties. And uh, so what I would say is you uh, go around uh, clockwise or counterclockwise. If you go counterclockwise <laughs> in the fort. <laughs> Fight the usually, crowd. Usually Fight the crowd. You'll, uh, <laughs> everyone goes right. Uh, you go left, um, but not too fast because then you'll be spinning around like in Australia. Anyways, I won't go there. It's just, it's really <laughs> terrible. Um, go with the lighter beers first. Uh, lighter beers, typically, if you look at it, uh, ask about what the IBUs are. Uh, it's uh, the brewing units, which has or the bitterness uh, uh, that, that's there. Look for ones that are a little bit not as bitter, uh, not as thick, uh, lighter colored. Go through those and then go back into the heavier beers, the ones with a bit more bitter, and then into the dark, you know, uh, beers at the, at the end, but basically hey, pace yourself. It may be a good idea to kind of roadmap it that way. So people go that way naturally, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and yeah. And just, just go through, make sure you're really hydrated beforehand. Um, you know, because it can be a lot of work, uh, tasting if you want to taste them all. Um, you want to taste them all. 
Yeah, you got to catch them all. You got to catch them all. All right, so let's give people some basic information on how they get tickets um, and the website. Okay, so they need to go to uh, winnipegbeerfest.com, and there's a link right on the website uh, to be able to go to the Eventbrite uh, page, which is where we have all our tickets uh, that are on sale. So if you go to Eventbrite, uh, put in Winnipeg Beer Fest, you'll be right there. Everything's all live uh, with the tickets. Uh, the event starts at 6.30 with the doors opening, uh, and it's until 9.30, so you have uh, three hours uh, to uh, to sample the products. And then if you buy that early access ticket, you get an extra half an hour there with the uh, brewers and the beers and, and all those things. A lot of bees. Lots of bees. Lots of bees. All right. That's perfect. Sean, thank you for coming by as usual. You're an expert in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening to The Main Ingredient this week. It's Kevin Bergen. We'll be back next week. Peace out. This is 680 CJOB.